0: This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets.
1: Oh, hey! Welcome, 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 my lovely lumps. Or should I say, lovely labs? I don't know, they're both good. I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Oh, oh cringe. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, I am your host, Freya Graf, and I am a holistic sex coach and educator and yoni mapping therapist. So basically... I make my living massaging vaginas and teaching people about sex. Yeah, pretty cool. (laughs) So as you can imagine, we are going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up. You're about to receive the sex ed that you'd never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in though, I would like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this podcast, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if y'all are ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh, is there such thing as having too many vagina jokes in the one intro? Whatever. I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up a couch. It's the lady allowed. What is up, you lovely labial ledge hammers? I've got a beautiful and badass guest for you today in the lounge to chat about all things yoni steaming. She's literally the person to talk to about this because she's got her own brand of yoni steaming herbal blends. So, let me introduce Laura Elizabeth, an international best selling author and publisher, yoni massage practitioner, and embodiment coach. With sold out workshops throughout Australia and in the UK, Laura is devoted to creating safe, intimate spaces to explore, acknowledge, and heal your erotic truth and power. Fuck yeah. Thank you for coming and plopping yourself down next to me on the lounge today, Laura. Oh hi, what an intro. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Pleasure, Treasure. Um, I love that just to just to let, let the listeners in on our little convo beforehand, we're both on day one of our bleed and um there might be a little bit of brain fogginess. <laughs> so heads up if there's any brain farts, that's just that's just how it is today. But I love that we're in sync.
0: I love that we've synced up for this podcast. It's just (laughs) beautiful alignment, always. Yeah. Awesome. So
1: before we launch into the Yoni steaming biz, I'd just love to ask you a little bit about your foray into the world of publishing because I know that you've not only written books and um, got some really cool collabs with other women, which is a super sweet project that I'd love you to just mention. But um, yeah, you've also started your own publishing company, which is pretty, pretty flippin' cool. So what's the story there?
0: Yeah, look, I am a yes woman. (laughs) So (laughs) Um, after, after I published, um, my third book, uh, the, the publisher that I'd worked with for that one, um, Rising Matriarch. So that was my first anthology book that I'd led. Um, and she flat out said, babe, I think you need your own publishing business mm. and I'm here to, I'm here to mentor you. She, she oh. could see the potential, she could see, um, the people that are drawn to me and, and open to. To being vulnerable and sharing their stories, and she's like, my mission in life is to get as many people's stories out into the world, and you are going to be such a valuable asset um, wow. and tool to be able to do that. So, um, I believe it was just May last year, so not even twelve months ago. Um, I yeah, I set up my own publishing business, Maven Press. Um, we've already had um, a Amazon bestseller. We're about to launch um, Birth New, which is a very, very exciting book about um, women in the birth world. Mm. Um, So, speaking from experts in the birth world, birthing people, uh, women's rights. um, Very, very exciting. That's going to be launching next month. So, I'm hoping Mm. that's another bestseller in the bag. And so many, you know, there's about five other projects on the go at the moment. So, um, talk about alignment. this, this business has really just opened up so much more for me and um, given me a platform to be able to reach more humans at the same time. Mm. So, you know, with the work that I do with, with the body work and um, coaching, this is another way of, you know, holding women's stories but um, rather than, you know, being their story keeper um, and keeping their secrets, they get to, you know, transform through storytelling themselves, and then have something really beautiful, inspiring to share with other people at the end of their journey. Mm. So it's very much connected um, to a lot of the embodiment work that I do, um, but with a very different outcome. Mm,
1: epic, so beautiful. So you're you're getting a whole heap of women's stories and collating them into books. Is that right?
0: That is, that's part of the journey. That seems mm-hmm. to be the thing that gets my nipples the hardest, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, calling, calling fierce energies into one book um, where really, you know, you're creating a piece that's for everyone because there's so, you know, for example, mm-hmm. in Birth New, there's, there's 24 of us speaking from completely different experiences, energies, beliefs, mm-hmm. messages, Um so you know you pick the, you pick the thing up and it just gives you like full body goosebumps. Um, mm-hmm. I also um, do work with one on one private clients with their personal books, um, but you know really, my passion is about the real raw true stories um, sharing sharing stories of healing messages um, messages to just unfuck yourself um (laughs) how you've done that why you did it and why other people should be doing it so you know that's that's the force behind behind this um this publishing company but um who knows where it's going to go? You know, that was, that was last. That was the intention that was set last year. Who the fuck knows in five years time, what we'll be publishing. So
1: very exciting. So cool. I love that. Oh my God. You're a busy mama. Cause like with your yoni massage and coaching work as well, like I know you're, you're, kept pretty busy because you're like now that I live in WA I've been getting some of your overflow because you're so booked out that then (laughs) I get clients coming to me for yoni mapping sessions having found me down south here after they couldn't get in with you thank you by the way (laughs) I need all the help I can get since (laughs) there's not many not many yonis to map down in Albany um but yeah like it's such a beautiful way to tie in all of all of your kind of gifts and skills and i have like often sat with clients and just heard all of these stories i love how you called it like it is it is like I'm a keeper of these stories um and I've often thought like wouldn't it be so cool to um to put these into a book and use them to empower other women through reading relatable stories or insightful um different perspectives and things like that so I love that you're doing that it's really powerful and I can't fucking wait for that birth book oh my god I'm so a nerd out on that stuff Yeah. So
0: cool. It's next level.
1: Next Mm. level. Yeah, Sick. All right. Well, let's launch into some yoni steaming action now though. And I want to let the listeners uh, know that your yoni steaming herbs literally have the best, funniest name ever. (laughs) The brand is called, wait for it, tea, like cunt tea, as in tea for your cunt, but also like kunti or kunti, the, the Hindu goddess, which is quite fitting. And like, it's exactly my kind of flavor in terms of like being irreverent and cheeky, but also very honoring of the sacredness. So when I saw you put up a post on Instagram about this, and it's so beautifully designed, the packaging, all of it, and it's called kunti, I was like, Fuck yes. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a bit about like the name and how you came up with that?
0: <laughs> look, that's one of those things that was really just about making my parents super proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the name is absolutely tongue-in-cheek. It's cunt tea. It's tea for your cunt, but also you've, you've hit the nail on the head. It's about drawing in the energy of Kunta and, um, I, you know, anybody that's followed me for any period of time will know that I'm not afraid of, you know, throwing in an expletive to get my point across. (laughs) Um, And and also about reclaiming the word cunt for ourselves. (laughs) And how we can use it in an honouring way. And I love that you've, you know, you've made mention of the packaging because I absolutely adore the branding. Um, of, of this label. Um, and as soon as the inspiration came through for Cunt Tea, I got, that. I got that baby trademarked because I'm like, everybody's mm. going to want a piece of Cunt Tea. <laughs> um, and it, and I don't think there's a day that goes by where, you know, where if I'm talking or, or advertising or, or selling this product that I don't have this just childlike grin on my face because I'm <laughs> so proud. I'm so, so proud that I've managed to, get away with using the word cunt in in a branded product. (laughs) Um, I did have a very candid conversation with my children.
1: Mm. So when
0: all the tins arrived, um, when all my, yeah, these beautifully um, designed tins arrived, and, of course, it has cunt tea on there, and one of my kids had read it and was like, Mum, does that say cunt tea? Um, And it sparked... (laughs) this amazing conversation in the car about, you know, reclaiming the word cunt for ourselves and mm-hmm. how it's often used negatively or derogatory towards, you know, both men and women, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And and my eldest son came out with this fucking bombshell. He was like, do you think it's weird that, like, a lot of bad words uh, actually relate Or you know, direct parts of women like bitch or you know, cunt or. And I was like, yes. And I had like (sighs) a full like tick moment. I'm like, my work here is done. I'm (laughs) raising a conscious, amazing, beautiful man who can see through the bullshit. Um, And you know, any any little threads of shame or guilt for exposing my children to to the word cunt or you know <laughs> n- you know not hiding it from them was fucking diminished in that moment i was like Ugh. yeah or on track yeah
1: that <laughs> is the best how old is he he's almost 12 oh my god what a little dream fuck yeah well right. done mum you are crushing it <laughs> Oh, that makes my heart cockles just toasty as fuck. I'm so stoked. What a great little anecdote that is. And what a like, you know, I mean, you know you're on the right track when you're getting little hits like that happening. Um, Yeah, so stoked.
0: Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these are the, you know, it's always in the car or, you know, tucking them in at night and You know, yoni steaming and and menstruation and menstrual cups and period undies. You know, I have two sons and a daughter, and it's just a normal part of their world. You know, it's not something that's it's not something that's icky. It's not something that's gross. It's not something that mum hides away. Um, And I think Mm. you know, being open to you know, I also don't you know throw them in their faces, but you know, making it a normal part of life and where Mm. I'm accessible. To be able to ask questions, Mum, what is this, Mum? You know, what do you? How can I support you? What do you need? Like, does it hurt? You know, all of these different questions that are going to make them incredible. You know, my son's incredible. You know, partners and lovers, hopefully. And mm. my daughter, you know, she's ten. She's very, very close to her first bleed. Mm. Um, you know, feeling empowered and and not feeling like I did when you know for throughout. Yeah. Well, you know my teens and most of my twenties.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. This, this is such good stuff. It reminds me of an episode I did really early on when I first launched this podcast with, um, Carlin Digitalis. And we did an episode on sex positive parenting and how to create a really, um, non-judgmental sort of shame free environment in the home when you've got kids. And yeah, she was sort of saying exactly these sorts of things. And it's just so important. So important to me. Um, Oh, love it. Love it. Anyway, we're getting off topic, so let's fucking come on. (laughs) Um, Yoni steaming. (laughs) What is it? Where does this ancient practice come from? Give us a little bit of a background on Yoni steaming as a practice for those that don't really know much about it.
0: Absolutely. So Yoni steaming is literally what it sounds like. Um, For those who don't know the word, Yoni is a Sanskrit word which Main, which is all-encompassing of your beautiful bits, So your vulva, your vagina, your ovaries, your womb, all of it. Um, and there's really only one word that encompasses it all, and it happens to be yoni. So the practice of yoni steaming is literally, um, you know, where you, you sit over steam for a period of time, be it five minutes to 20 minutes, and you're allowing... Um, the, the steam which is infused. So this, let's go back a little. So we're creating steam by boiling herbs, okay? We're boiling some beautiful medicinal herbs that, you know, are there to stimulate blood flow to the pelvis, relieve menstrual pain, bloating, regulate cycles, um, hormone balancing, improve your sleep, detoxifying, you know, any sort of stagnant leftover, you know, Old blood in the womb, and really become more of a womb tonic um, to bring to stimulate uh, sensation to the vulva because we all want to feel more down there, Um, and Mm -hmm. it's one of those beautiful things. Like with all sacred women's medicine, you can hop on Google and you'll find absolutely fuck all, or you'll find a lot of men writing about what a what a poo-poo it is (laughs) um so from my own from my own understanding and my own research and also a lot of journeying um what i have been led to understand is that it's something that was practiced through pretty much all first nations and cultures at some stage it was used by the midwives and i'm talking about you know, the original midwives, not the ones who just coached us through birth, but the ones who were there through birth, um, adolescence, mm. uh, menopause and death. You know, the the midwives were actually the wise women, the medicine women. Mm. And it would be used just for just that, for fertility, for regulating your cycles, for initiating into your sexual anatomy, for um, post-birth, um, and so, 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 so much, which you know, so much of this has been lost. But as we're you know stepping more and more into the space of the rising femme, we're starting to see glimmers of it coming back. Um, my personal heritage is is Celtic. I've I've emigrated um, here from Scotland um, twenty three in nineteen ninety nine um and so I resonate deeply um with the the folklore and and the witches and and the Celtic um medicines from that time and space so when I'm creating new products um I tend to journey deep into those roots um but I am aware that um that yoni has been used all around the world by medicine women.
1: Wow, so beautiful, um, and I would, I love the origin story of, I guess Cunty, how that how the idea for this product was birthed, and you know the story of your first yoni steam. So I'd love it if you could speak about that for the listeners as well.
0: Absolutely. So, um, gosh, my first yoni steam was. I remember it was in 2016 because I had separated from my then husband. It was a big year. I'd also mm. just began weaning my youngest child; he's two and a half. Um, so I was weaning him from breastfeeding, and although I was, I was bleeding. My cycles were really irregular and super, super painful. And one of my dear friends, Vinny. Um, just came out one day with, you need to steam your pussy. And I was like, I need <laughs> yeah. to fucking what, 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 what? Like it was, <laughs> what? Um, and she is this beautiful, barefoot, you know, witchy goddess who, you know, loved all things herbs and, and sexuality and, and yonis and all of the things. And she just created her own um, pouches of yoni steaming herbs. And so she'd really introduced me to the concept for the very first time. Um, And, and she did it with, you know, such grace, steam that pussy. Um, (laughs) So she, I believe that she exchanged, we exchanged um, one of my products for some steaming herbs and she coached me on how to do it. And I literally grabbed, um, a Pyrex bowl out of the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, don't use your favorite salad bowl for you going to or do. Um, and, and, you know, warmed my, boiled my herbs, poured them into this bowl, had this big dressing gown over me and literally just kind of squatted over this bowl, which is not the most comfortable thing. Um, and, you know, really set the intention, um, lit candles, played, you know, some beautiful music and and just surrendered to this theme. So it's, if it's you've never done it before. It can, it's a strange feeling because obviously it's warm and it, and because you're increasing the blood flow, everything starts to sort of tingle and engorge, which can, you know, feel kind of nice. Mm. Um, so everything's getting juicy and, and swollen and I decided to go on a bit of a meditation journey with it and had this massive emotional purge from nowhere. It was like, you know, reconnecting to my yoni for the first time, feeling how she felt, allowing myself to, you know, actually feel how each piece of her felt as the steam was, you know, doing its work. So I felt so, so, so much. Um, and then it was like, that was it. And so I, I shared with, with my friend, Vinny, I was like, I did this and, and this happened and I had a big cry um, and now what? And she was like, it's all good, babe, completely normal. I'm so glad you had this purge. You might not notice too much more until your next bleed. So remembering that my cycles had been all out of whack it was exactly 28 days since my since my previous cycle and I had a blade. But holy fuck, it was the most intense, the most intense blade that I've ever, ever experienced in my life. It felt like, you know, it was deep into my lower back. It felt like um, early labour. Whoa. I, you know, I had really clammy hands. I was feeling sweaty, like It was like, what the fuck am I giving birth to in this moment? And so, you know, reached out to her, and she was like, "This is this is old shit. This is all of this old shit that is coming out." And of course, I'd never ever bled before, but at the time, I was using never stained before, and at the time, I was using a menstrual cup, and the color of the blood was like an aha moment. Like, holy fuck, it was black the clots that I was passing were like the size of 50-cent pieces, which is why there was so much pain because, you know, that had to pass through my cervix. And it was just old black sludge that, you know, could have been there for years and years and years. Um, It felt fucking good to get that out. And then, you know, then then I did another one the next month. And the same thing, it was, you know, the clots weren't as big, but there was still black, brown, old blood. By the third steam and then the third bleed, it was beautiful pink, light flows. And ever since then, so what are we talking like six years ago? So mm-hmm. ever since then, my bleeds have been regular. They've been, you know, light to medium flow. The blood is, you know, a beautiful pink to red color. There's rarely any clots um, and they last between four and five days. So wow. I, I probably steam every couple of months, unless I'm going through, a, you know, a big spiritual process um, or, you know, an emotional excavation and up-leveling. Um, I usually steam about once every three months just for my own um, maintenance. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to just take the time to go and be with my yoni as well. Um, but holy fuck, I, that was, that was the beginning of it for me. Um, yeah. My first
1: Yanni steam. Amazing. So cool. So cool. And I love that that was, yeah, that sort of got, got the juices flowing. And then you two decided to start this brand and sell these beautiful, products and and you're doing it now and um and it's really beautiful that it's sort of in in memory of your friend who's unfortunately passed but you've you've carried on the dream and you're kind of doing it with her in mind like I find that so beautiful
0: yeah so my beautiful friend she did pass tragically um in a car accident about um five years ago and you know, we we had these big plans of you know what we were going to co-create. You know, I was creating a lot of women's medicines at that point too. And then with her Yanni steaming, and and we were just going to take the world, you know, by the pussy. Um, <laughs> and you know, after she passed, I was like, well, I feel like I owe it to her to, and mm-hmm. owe it to all the pussies of the world to continue that that promise. And and so she's always um you know though her words her energy is always in the background um of what i'm creating and and what the intention is and and making yoni steaming boring like let's make it like let's get everybody doing it as part of their you know monthly or you know maintenance whatever it is until it's fucking boring like let's remove (laughs) the taboo let's let's Yeah, let's just make it a fucking thing that we do. Totally.
1: I feel like it's definitely in the last, um, I feel like since I did my Yoni mapping training, which is about five or six years ago, I'd only heard of it rarely, and then it sort of exploded and became at least in Melbourne. It just became so much more trendy, and there was like um, you know retreat centres and beauty parlors that were offering it as a as an actual like thing you could go and pay to do, and um, a lot of practitioners I know I you know incorporating it into their bodywork sessions before they did the yoni work or things Mm. like that. So yeah, it's definitely. And then I noticed it at market stalls. There was like different vendors selling uh yoni steaming herbs and things so it's definitely becoming more mainstream um but yeah it's got a little little ways to go but i mean even just there's there's um multiple people that are creating the thrones like you've got this beautiful yoni steaming throne which is basically a seat purpose built to with a hole in the center so that you don't have to squat over the bowl or i've like i've done all sorts of weird sort of propped myself up on all sorts of weird things yeah to try to <laughs> try to sort of perch my yoni over the steaming bowl um but yeah even just things products like that that make it more accessible so you've got you you know your yoni ste- steaming stool and you just whip it out and it's just this regular thing you, that you do I think we're getting closer to that which I think is so cool um, yeah because yeah, it is such a beautiful like self-care uh practice and it's, you know, it's kind of honoring and nurturing the feminine. It's just generally helping us slow down and relax and spend more time, you know, on self-care and worshiping your vag. So even though like there's not because my next question was kind of going to be about, you know, whether there are many scientific studies on the benefits of it, which from my research, I can't find any. And I guess I don't know why they would put funding towards that when they don't even put it towards really heaps of other really important vagina related stuff. But um, even though mm-hmm. it might not be like scientifically proven, there's just so many benefits that, um, that you get from it you know, that are still very real aside from the kind of ones that, you know, in ancient times they did it for, like you were talking about um, womb tonic and the detoxifying nature of it. So, yeah, I'd love it if you could go a little bit deeper into some of the benefits and why people would do it and why historically um, people used to do this practice.
0: Yeah, for sure. So really so my big thing is is on the metaphysical right like i love the woo-woo shit that's what lights me up but I'll, I'll go more into that in a moment but physically so physically you know the the herbs that that are used are there to stimulate blood flow through the pelvis so when we're stimulating the blood flow we're stimulating sensation and you'd know this from the yoni mapping work you know when we're when when blood flow is stimulated to an area, it brings about more sensation. So it's super, super important for women who experience numbness or you know scar tissue and um, anything like that. are increasing the blood flow to the area, increasing the sensation, which therefore can increase our pleasure. Number one, um, it's used to relieve um, menstruation symptoms, so bloating, cramps, pains. Lethargy, um, regulating our cycles. So again, with the herbs, um, I, I know that everybody has their own their own blend, and I'm happy to talk about the herbs that I use and why I use them as well. If if you wanted me to go yeah. into that, yeah. But yeah, regulating our cycles and and balancing our hormones, um, improved sleep because we all. <laughs> We all need sleep. As speaking, speaking of someone who hasn't had a lot of sleep in the last week, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like steam me up. <laughs> um, yeah, de- detoxifying the womb and the body. So like what I said, passing, you know, those, those old clots, that black and brown blood. When you first start a steaming journey, you might notice um, that you're passing old stuff. And this is just helping to cleanse out and detoxify the womb. And, of course, a result of all of those things is increased fertility. So many women also use it um, to increase Mm. their fertility. But, of course, you don't want to be steaming when you're pregnant. It can reduce the symptoms of reproductive um, conditions as well, like fibroids and cysts and endometriosis. And then deepens our connection to our bodies, to our yonis, to our cosmic womb consciousness, and that is our fucking portal of manifestation. So when Mm. we can couple our higher self with our base energy, that's our fucking superpower as women. And in the work that I do and and the style of Yoni yoni therapy that I do, it's all about reaching those, those higher places as well. As much as it is about the embodiment and feeling sensation and learning our anatomy and shedding layers, it's also about that cosmic consciousness and how we can harness that into our womb space to manifest and create the fucking life that we so deserve and desire with unconditional love, compassion, ease and grace. Ooh,
1: damn. I know, <laughs> I just got hard nips then. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. Fuck yeah. That's a lot of benefits. That's so like, and may, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there are scientific studies that I don't know about. Do you know if they have done any actual research on this? Cause like, especially if it was going to be able to help reduce fibroids and cysts and like regulate cycles and increase fertility,
0: like why the fuck, why is this not being researched or trialed more? I have seen very, very little stuff. Um, and I'm talking like, you know, the, the, the positive things that I have found is maybe like a sentence here or there followed by, you know, paragraphs of why Yoni steaming is a crock of shit. Um, I think one of, one of the better ways to, to, to research would be to look at the herbs that you're using and the, pro- the healing properties in those herbs and mm. how they can be used for women's health and menstruation. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just another way of experiencing herbs. Mm. So it's like, if those herbs have those properties, then sure. If we're using them to steam, then they must have some kind of benefit. Mm. Um, Totally. so, you know, really, really, I, I rely on my own experience and I rely on the experience of the hundreds of women, um, Mm. that I work with that are using them that are having results, um, other, you know. Other um, social media accounts and, and blogs, women who are advocating um, for this type of healing, mm. um, because yeah, I don't think science is going. I don't think science is going yeah. to back us up anytime soon. <laughs> um, but fuck, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be
1: great? It'd be such an interesting study. <laughs> Um, yeah I get that and like you know I I I love a bit of science backing stuff up but I it also doesn't deter me if there isn't any because it doesn't mean that it's not true and the benefits aren't real it's you know uh, science definitely lets us down a lot and yeah I I just love especially anything that's like a really ancient practice that's been used for just so long and like throughout so many different parts of the world in different cultures it's like well that doesn't mean nothing you know it's got to be it's got to be um that's got to count for something and so i'm like all about the witchy stuff and you know even just like herb herb's like the properties energetically and then also like the medicinal and therapeutic benefits of them. Like if you diffuse essential oils or like steam with herbs and you inhale that, that crosses the blood brain barrier. Like that is such an awesome delivery Mm -hmm. method. And so like if you're (laughs) steaming and it goes up into your vagina and like you know the the membranes the mucosal what like I just feel like it's a really good delivery method to get it right to the source and get it up into your your vag and your womb and yeah I don't know something about it plus it's just relaxing and the warmth it's just a beautiful Um, self-care yeah yeah and like I don't know you could probably I haven't tried this but I feel like with all of the blood flow and engorgement that it's it's helping occur in the vagina, you could kind of use it as like a foreplay or like before you self-pleasure or before you have a little sexy time, you could do it beforehand. And then the amount of like sensation and pleasure you would feel would be enhanced because of that, right?
0: Absolutely. So I I actually haven't tried this, but I know a couple of my clients have um, self-pleasured while steaming. And, And just because, you know, that that sort of awakening and that sensation was like, oh, oh, what happens if I just flick my bean at the same time? (laughs) Um, And and there's two that I know of. I know there's more of you out there. There's two that I know of um, that really, really enjoyed it. And there's, okay, I'm going to tell you this one. This is a good one. There's another client of mine who messaged me after she'd been on a first date. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And she'd Yoni steamed earlier that day and she's like, babe, I have to tell you this. I think you'll fucking love it. She's like, I yoni steamed this morning as part of, you know, part of my monthly li- ritual or whatever it was. And I had this day and she's like, and things went really well. <laughs> and next minute um, this man is going down on her and made a comment about how, <laughs> how deliciously floral she floral.
1: <laughs> was. <laughs> oh. And she's like, I didn't. She's, like, I kind of was, like,
0: so in the zone. Like, she's, like, I was having such a good time, but also I just, like, burst out laughing and I'm, like, I can't wait to tell Laura this. Yeah. perks of the I'm job like, I'm so glad you were be... thinking about me while yeah. you're having oral sex that's that's
1: <laughs> that's what I was gonna say perks of the job like you literally get contacted <laughs> by clients who are like oh my god I thought of you while I was like having sex because of this or it's yeah, just yeah. Like, it
0: like oh my god I just had like the best squirting orgasm of my life and I couldn't wait to tell you." I'm like Fuck yes, yes. <laughs> like more of this
1: I was having uh, mass, and I just had my first g-sport orgasm and I couldn't wait to tell you I know I know it's the best I I feel like a very small proportion uh, of the population gets to have that particular perk of their occupation, but I feel absolutely. like I can absolutely like.
0: <laughs> it's, I love being able to celebrate celebrate our pleasure and our wins, and I and I mm. love that they I love that clients want to share. Like that's part of that's part of the battle, right? A- mm. Alleviating the shame mm-hmm. and the guilt of of self pleasure and pleasure at, at all um, oh, to really. the point where they. Where they get excited to share?
1: Yeah, totally. Like we're just cheerleading them on. Like fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, love that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to interrupt this little trajectory um, of questioning for a hot minute because I want to pop in the segment "Get Pregnant and Die."
0: Don't have sex because you will get pregnant. And off. Off. don't have sex missionary position. Don't have, don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise?
1: And I was wondering if you had a story or an example of how your sex education failed you or perhaps something that you would love to have learned more about or you know you've got kids that might be doing sex education at school so you might have an anecdote from that but yeah shoot
0: Oh, so here's one that's just popped to mind. Nice. I was told that masturbation would mean that I wouldn't be able to have children. Mm.
1: Oh, my God. But what? By who? What?
0: I had a huge, it was by my mother. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless. We've done a lot of work. <laughs> We've done a lot of work together. Um. But I remember that as a child and I remember being like, but it feels really good, though. So, I, I did I stop? No, <laughs> no, I did not. I kept ringing the devil's doorbell. Um, but then I I grew up, and I actually carried a fear of that I would be infertile, mm. forgetting that we, you know, I'd had this conversation growing up. And I remember, you know, when we were planning children, there was like a real fear um, and a belief that you know maybe I would struggle to to be able to conceive and and all of those things and it wasn't until um I think I perhaps it even had my you know as it turned out I just had to look at penis and got pregnant but um (laughs) (laughs) as it turned out it was I think I'd already had all of my children I was doing it was I was probably doing a yoni steam or something like I was I know that I was doing a journey and I was like all the dots were connected and I was like ah, he carried all of that from, Mm. you know, just this one seed that was planted. And, of course, you know, my dear mother, bless her, she was just doing, you know, the best that that she could and Mm. maybe it was uncomfortable watching me rubbing myself on furniture. Um, (laughs) And, you know, she she reacted how she needed to in the moment. But, yes, that is definitely one thing that I was told Mm. and, 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 well, falsely educated on um yep.
1: yeah that's yeah up. wow great example far <laughs> out <laughs> luckily you're fertile as fuck from all that yoni steaming and bean flicking and <laughs> yeah the fucking shop shut now though don't
0: worry about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey you've had three that seems like a good number um awesome well so i also i just also want to deviate from yoni steaming again because I had this like question pop into it's a bit of a left field cue that I was um I was actually asked this question on Cam Fraser's podcast recently and it hasn't come out yet but I I was I had to really think about it and I totally wasn't prepared he completely sprung it on me which I am also about to spring it on you so oh, you're gonna to be
0: like to me. yeah okay. feel free to be All like right. uh
1: I can't be bothered that's a, a complex question and that is outside of the scope of this interview that is so fun but he was he asked me because I do yoni mapping therapy you are also a yoni massage practitioner we do yoni steaming um he was like yoni the word yoni cultural appropriation or nah
0: <laughs> ah yeah that is a good question and that's so funny you know going back to the start of um the segment where i was talking about the origins of yeah. the word yoni the word yeah um, that is that is a very good question and you know, there's there's not another there's not another word that exists for, you know, encompassing the work that we do. So what it's you know, what other word do we use? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was kind of what I was um, like, well, yeah, they're really I mean, we are basically left at the mercy of the Western English language, which is shithouse and doesn't have any 100%. words that aren't like totally shaming and awful. Um, and yeah, also, like finger like banging
0: is really not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. really, really doesn't harness the power and the magic of what we do. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that you know the word Yoni. It not only does it encompass the the physical, it really has this beautiful spiritual tone to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't have anything is it time that we made up our own word
1: well i've spoken to bonnie I mean, who created <laughs> Yoni mapping and she's she's also yeah. been like oh we probably need to change the name at some point um but also, that's the other thing is like I'm qualified in this like registered certified modality, which is named Yoni Mapping Therapy. It's not like I can just yeah. change that. And also, it's been Googled a bunch these days. It's gotten a little bit of traction. Like it's been on fucking goop. Gwyneth Paltrow is talking about So it's like if we gave it a whole new name, we'd be like really setting ourselves back because it would be trickier to market. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's the practicality of that. But then also, um, I had it, I was pretty like, frazzled afterwards. Um, and I chatted to my partner cause I was like, fuck, I think I sounded like an idiot. Like, I think I sounded like just some <laughs> dumb white girl <laughs> cause he totally sprung totally, this yeah, question yeah. on me. And I was like, fuck, like, cause, cause he's also so incredibly like intelligent and a very deep thinker and he really pulls things apart. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not quite at that level of like intellect and, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I sort, <laughs> I sort of hadn't thought too much about it, and I was like, I've kind of butchered that answer, um, and and yeah, my partner Locke was like, well, also like, cause, and also because I'm a bit um, not super down with the like huge hectic PC culture, like social politics policing, like going. I was just, yeah, it was really heavy scene in Melbourne and so I'm a bit like oh my god I feel so stifled by that now I just want to say all of the words that you can't say and just like get it out of my system (laughs) and like I, I don't know I'm like the naughty kid at the back of the bus it's just like but anyway that's probably really privileged and ignorant of me but I my partner was saying, um, well, you know, it's not as though it's like yes, there's no other like word for it. It's really honoring and reverent and all-encompassing, and so it's very fitting for what you do because it's sort of yeah, it does like capture the the really spiritual and and sacred nature of it, and also mm-hmm. those you know like tantric gurus you know and sanskrit speakers back in the day like they probably want to spread this work and you know with a lot of the ancient practices and shamans and gurus like they aren't selfishly keeping it all to themselves like they want to spread it far and wide and they want to pass you know these practices on so that other people are benefiting and like yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, totally. Like it's it's yeah. But anyway, I I don't fully I don't fully have an answer to that yet either, which is why I asked you, because I was like, maybe I'll just ask someone else in the field whether they've thought
0: about this. <laughs> do you know and, and I have thought about it and I do find myself um, often explaining the origins of the word and, and I'm really glad that I did do that at the start of this now. Mm. That you've thrown that in there. Because I feel like by acknowledging um, that it, you know, it, it isn't my word and I, Mm. you know, I am borrowing it every time I use it. I feel like that's at least, um, you know, that acknowledgement is the very least that I can do. Um, so I've definitely thought about it. And like you say, it's like, well, what, what other word is there? You know, this, Mm. this whole modality, this whole movement, um, is, is, you know, the foundations are based on this word and and what Mm. it is and what it means. So, yeah
1: and yeah. I mean like yoga has been brought to the west like there's a whole heap of stuff that's been that's sort of been brought over and um and I think it's about the intention behind it and as practitioners I know we have a lot of integrity and um and you know I, f- I feel as though it's oh no oh, I've done that I've lost my train of thought period brain <laughs> I had a really good point to make there as well I was like no there's like one last thing I want to say on that um but Uh, what was it I think it's gone yeah anyway sorry for springing (laughs) that on you as well no Um, thank you for keeping it real yeah yeah I guess it's important to be having these conversations and just like admitting that we don't have it all completely figured out and um yeah it's 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 that's what this podcast is about so I'm going to go back to some safer territory and um, and ask you like, are there some, so you mentioned um, obviously when you're pregnant, not to steam, are there any other like risks or contraindications of
0: people that you wouldn't recommend it for? There are contraindications. So first of all, I really want to be super clear. I know you mentioned essential oils before with in- inhalation. So absolutely never ever 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 use essential oils in mm. a yoni steam way mm. too volatile you will burn your precious flats. we do not want that to happen we want it to be a beautiful <laughs> nourishing honoring worshiping experience so we you know save save it for um, dry or fresh herbs um, or you know a, a prepackaged beautiful brand something like comté um, <laughs> but yeah never ever ever use essential oils Also, before you steam, you're going to want to remove any genital piercings Mm. because they're going to get hot Mm -hmm. and burn. Um, Pregnancy is an absolute no-no. I did have someone ask me if late-stage pregnancy was okay to steam um, and I just don't want to mess with that at all because the steam is going to soften and ripen the cervix and as far as I'm concerned, you just don't want to mess with that shit. Hmm. What if they were maybe like a a
1: bit overdue and they wanted to like naturally induce it or something? Mm. That's their choice.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) like, like, no comment. Yeah. No comment. Um, same with any yeast, um, yeast infections or other infections. I know that, um, that is a, a no, no. However, um, really drop into your own body and your own intuition and your own yoni. You know, if this is something that you have experience with, I know that in the past I have used yoni steaming for, you know, to help alleviate the symptoms of a yeast infection and it worked really, really well. So whilst it's not recommended, um, you know, really, this is your practice for you and it's really important that you trust your own body. Your yoni will tell you immediately, whether or not she's happy with the steam or not because she'll get, she'll start to feel uncomfortable. She will start feeling burny or itchy Mm -hmm. and it'll just be like a fuck no. Mm -hmm. And don't put, don't ever push through that. Even if, even if you're feeling completely fine and, you know, any, you know, yeast infections aside, trust your body. She will let you know if it's, if it's good to steam or if it's not good to steam. Um, If you have an IUD, it's recommended that you do seek, um, Uh, medical advice before you steam as well Mm -hmm. again because we're affecting the cervix so we can Mm. create a bit of movement Mm. um and super super important with you know we even with all of these things and all the things that it may help with um you know yoni steaming is never intended to diagnose cure treat or prevent any disease or Mm -hmm. condition so just being super super mindful you know do it through the guidance of someone else, at least for your first couple of times and always, you know, don't push it, be super, super safe.
1: Mm, Yeah. Awesome. Love that. And you mentioned that you could use fresh or dried because somewhere, I don't know who told me this or where I heard it, but I heard that dried was better and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I've been going out and picking stuff from my garden and feeling like total baller, like witchy bitch. But um, so (laughs) herbs, fresh, dried, doesn't matter. Both good. I would definitely.
0: If I had access to fresh herbs, I would be using fresh herbs. Nice, <laughs> yeah. um, but get yourself like some I would be too. going. <laughs> <laughs> I would be going and sitting in the garden and talking with you know the, the deities of the plant and asking for permission to, you know, and setting yeah. in. This is what I'm intending to use. You for like I would be going full, cuckoo la la, mm, nice. and preparing them with that intention. Yes
1: yeah yeah awesome cool I'll just carry on with my <laughs>
0: with my own little also it's your it's your practice and your ritual like if that's what your Yoni wants and you fucking do the fresh herbs like mm.
1: Yeah, cool. I just love being able to pick things from the garden. I feel like if they're from a yeah. the place that I am, um, yeah, I don't know, something about like harvesting them myself, that whole process. But um, also, yeah, love love the convenience of the dried herbs. And there's also just a heap of herbs that like I don't have in my garden that are in these blends, yeah. Um, which yeah, sort of leads me to asking what herbs do you use and why? Yeah,
0: cool. So, at the moment, um, so Cunt tea is a standard blend. Um, I have, I do make up um, personal blends too on request. But as this uh, as a standard blend, there's calendula, so super super well known for her anti-inflammatory and wound healing properties. So particularly if you have any scar tissue, calendula is a beautiful beautiful thing to be team with. Um, there's also chamomile. Mm-hmm. Um, which again is anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial. So this is where you know this is where infection control and things like that come into play. Um, really good for alleviating muscle spasms and menstrual pain. Cinnamon is you know really beautiful, witchy one. Um, from a metaphysical point of view, great for manifestation, but also beautiful um, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and anti So, again, really good um, for heavy bleeding. And lots of herbalists recommend cinnamon to help with endometriosis and fibroids. So adding that into the steam as well um, can really help ease those conditions. Um, Fennel is amazing for, like, hot flushes, cramps. It's a phytoestrogen, which means that it mimics oestrogen. So, it can really settle down those um, premenstrual menstrual um, cramps and, and weightiness and just those horrid feelings. Mm. Um, lavender, so obviously very, very calming and also antiseptic and anti-inflammatory. Uh, we've also got some licorice root in there. That's the only thing I leave out if you're breastfeeding because it can tamper with your milk supply. But, again, this one contains the phytoestrogens, which mimic your estrogen, antioxidants, and anti-inflammatory. Mm. Um, motherwort is an amazing one, increases blood flow all through the pelvis, uh, regulates mood swings, including hot flashes. Um, what have I Let me, I'm just going to read off the box. <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, Rose. <laughs> oh, beautiful Rose. So menstrual pain. Um, and rose really taps into to the moods um, and, and sensory stuff, so headaches, anxiety, fatigue, it acts as an antidepressant, so I can just give you that little pick-me-up, antibacterial and antiviral, and so fucking pretty in mm. the boxes. We all love a bit of rose. <laughs> totally. Um, and then finally um, there's some yarrow, so another beautiful um, wound healing uh, herb, antibacterial, anti inflammatory, um, can increase blood flow, but will also um, regulate a blood flow. So while it encourages blood flow, it prevents hemorrhaging. Mm. So it's a really, really, really good one.
1: Awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. So cool. I'm gonna have to get some cunt tea because I've got most of those things, but not all in my garden and I can't seem to harvest them like in the amounts that I sort of need all the time. So yeah. it'd be good to have a well, box on yeah. hand. Yeah. Um not sure. Cool. And yeah, I guess if I mean obviously go and get some cunt tea like what are you doing if if Obviously. you don't? After listening to this, <laughs> but if you can't access that at the moment, or you're waiting for it in the mail, or you run out, um, I used to just like I'd just Google like the sort of properties of different herbs and just make up a blend with whatever I could find in the pantry or like at the local um, health food shop. Um, often they're tea; they're like in tea form, so you can just um, mm-hmm. you just mix up your own blend and and pick some stuff that you find um yay awesome and so you've kind of mentioned um yeah like you only do it for maintenance purposes these days every few months but like how regularly would you recommend someone do this or is it just going to be different for different people and what depending on why they're doing it like if they're trying to regulate their cycles or if they're trying to detox or yeah
0: yeah for sure so so usually um you know my one on one clients if they're coming for Yoni massage I'll encourage them to steam monthly for three months leading up to mm-hmm. um and again that is just to bring them fully you know into balance and, and alignment with themselves, bringing their cycles um into uh, into a regular phase um I feel like Three, three is a really good number, and and it seems to work really well with sacred women's medicine as well. You know, any healing that I do, it's you know, there's there's always a you know three days for the physical healing, three weeks for the emotional healing, and three months for the spiritual healing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel
0: like it's the same um, with the yoni steaming because you know, the first one you're going to have you know, the most uncomfortable purge. It's when you're going to be releasing the most toxins. The second one's going to ease off by the third one. You should start to notice a lot more improvement. So, once you're happy with your the with your flow, you know, with any pain and discomfort, and with um, how regular your cycles are, then you can pull it back a bit. But I would be doing it monthly until you're happy.
1: Yeah, um, cool.
0: Until that feels, you know, like the the right side, you know. And we're mm-hmm. not all fucking twenty eight days. You yeah. Know, four or five day bleeders. We're not, but you know, if, if you're 25 days, if you're 32 days, like find what feels fucking amazing for your body. And once you find it, then maybe just do a maintenance one, you know, every couple of months or when your body asks for it. By this time, you know, you'll have created this beautiful connection with your Yoni. Mm. So she'll be able to, she'll be able to speak to you.
1: Yeah. Yay. And is it, I mean, does it matter what, t- what, Time in your cycle,
0: you do it. So best time? Well, again, it's one of those things, right? So if you're doing this as a practice to say regulate your cycles, um, after after your bleed is is the week after you bleed would be the best time mm-hmm. to do it. Um, having said that, I have steamed in all phases of my cycle, including when I've bled. Yeah. Again, that is purely a personal choice. Um, there's information to suggest um, that it's not good to steam on a bleed because we're increasing increasing the blood flow. So being aware that if you're a heavy bleeder, um, being aware that your blood pressure, you know, might drop more, you might bleed a little heavier mm-hmm. and it might not be the best choice for you. But for me personally, I do it when I'm guided to. So so I'm going to trust that, you know, when, when my body's saying, fuck yes, I'm going to do it. Yeah, um, cool. but if you, if you're just starting out, if you're wanting to feel into, um, you know, just having the sensation of your own steaming and, and being able to map out then your emotional journey up until your next bleed and, and all of those kinds of things. And certainly the week after your first bleed, it would be the best time to start. Mm, cool. All
1: right. Good. That's really helpful. Um, and so last question before I, Get you to share a TMI story with us. Um, if someone was going to start doing this at home themselves and they didn't have like the stool yet or whatever, like how, what are some suggestions and how would they like just sort of step-by-step the process so like boiling the water and pouring it over the herbs in a bowl and then finding something yeah like what what would you suggest they perch themselves on and um, do you wear a big long skirt or a wrap a towel around your waist like just some of those really practical things in case people have never seen it done um, just to kind of get them started and give them an idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, um, my first day, I squatted over a bowl with a mm-hmm. big dressing gown around me. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, if you're fairly nimble, that's, that's great. It wasn't super comfortable. It was only for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of people recommend and, and this is actually, it's actually a really great practical way, but I don't love it. And I'll tell you why I don't love it, but placing, you know, a large salad bowl in the toilet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so it, it can't it doesn't go anywhere you know it's, it's anchored into yeah. the toilet bowl and then sitting over that and then you can just place a towel or or sarong over your lap to keep the steam in and then you have the support of the toilet seat mm. you know you're sitting at a beautiful 90 degree angle you can you know open your legs as much as you want to to feel that steam mm-hmm. but i don't love the toilet because it's where we go to dump our shit and it, you know it's it's where we go to get rid of our shit. It's you know we hide away. It feels like it feels like a place that we're hiding away. And I I really want a Yoni Steaming experience to feel like a ritual um, and a really honouring and nurturing nurturing practice. And mm. the toilet just doesn't seem like the most beautiful place. To be able to do that. Mm, yeah. It is, however, really good from a practical point of view if you just want to get it done. Mm. Um when when squatting over a bowl is not possible. Um, there are some really cool um stools and thrones and things that are out there at the moment. My super cool cunty thrones are actually fucking next level amazing because they flat pack. Oh, oh my nice. gosh. They're, <laughs> they're actually, I don't know why you would, because it's actually a really beautiful piece of furniture too like it looks a bit like an altar um Mm. and who wouldn't want to have the word cunty you know sitting oh my god I want one like that right (laughs) um but they're they're so fucking beautiful and I know that you know there's there's quite a few other options out there too that maybe don't flat back but that's okay Um, (laughs) so yeah the the toilet is a really good practical place Um, even an old (laughs) <laughs> there's, like, old, um, like, outdoor seats where you can remove the base. Mm-hmm. You can, like, remove the seat part um, and sit on that. So any kind of seat with a hole that you could make shift for yourself too. and just making sure that you have a towel or something to trap the steam. Um, there's ways. Yeah. There's ways of doing yeah. it. And, and you don't have to wait until it's perfect. And you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars making it super fancy. But I think, you know, these things, you know, when we have you know, specific tools for creating that ritual experience. You know, it, it adds that that next element of honouring and nurturing. But, yeah. you know, if it's something that you want to do, then just get started, you know, find yeah. a way that's comfortable, it's economical and it works.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. I think, yeah, sometimes it's a bit of a barrier. Um, but then, of course, once you have all of the bits and pieces, you probably would be inclined to do it more often and be, more stocked because it is very yeah very honoring and reverent and um and yeah that that's another thing I wanted to mention is like if you kind of introduce some ritual or some mindfulness into it like perhaps a meditation or yeah you create some kind of ritual around it I feel like that would enhance the benefits and the experience um right
0: yeah 100 percent so my one-on-one clients receive um a guided journey Mm -hmm. several guided journeys actually to drop them into firstly their bodies and then take them into that collective womb space um where i touched on before about the manifestation practices and and really getting familiar with that portal of creation Mm -hmm. um the our womb space is so fucking powerful it's it's not just about you know birthing physical life but you know, about birthing all things in our life and and being able to harness that creative potential um, is such a fascinating journey and, um, you know, having something to focus on as well while you're sitting in that beautiful steamy space.
1: Mm. For some
0: people you might just want to put some tunes on, um, you know, light some beautiful candles, have some beautiful smells around you. Um, but for those who want to drop in a little deeper and, and get a little bit weird, um, <laughs> I can definitely recommend um, some guided journeys into that collective room space. And how long
1: are we talking, like, between 10 minutes and half an hour or, like, is there an upper limit or a a lower limit to how long we should be perched over the steam?
0: Yeah, look, first time, 5 to 10 minutes. I don't feel like it's necessary to go more than 15, maybe 20. Um, and, And, you know, the... The integrity of the steam is sort of losing its um heat by then too. True. Um mm-hmm. but again, you know, if two minutes and you want to jump off, cool. It's like never, never push her, like let her mm-hmm. guide you. And if it mm-hmm. gets to 15 and you're like, actually, I'm having a really good time. I just, you know, I need a little bit more, then sure. Um, mm-hmm. but look, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes is is ample and enough. Cool. Awesome.
1: Ripper, thank you. Well, before we wrap up, I'd love to yeah. do this segment TMI. We love it. TMI, we love it. Yeah, TMI, we love it. So I'm wondering if you have a TMI story that you feel comfortable sharing with us to continue uh, my plight or contribute to my plight to destigmatize and dismantle shame around taboo topics and the shit that we don't um you know we're not encouraged to talk about openly
0: okay I thought I was going to tell a story and I've just had another story flash to mind that I that I don't particularly want to tell but it's fucking hilarious and so maybe that's the one that I do need to tell
1: (laughs) and it's nothing like
0: the one that I was going to tell um, I so mean, you, you can tell both one? of them. Oh, you not-
1: can tell. You can tell both. <laughs> I'm down. I'm fucking here for it. Up to you.
0: <laughs> um, so there was this. There was this one time where I was giving a head job in a shower nice. to a man, mm-hmm. and <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling this story. And as he came, um, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of coughed. And his tongue came out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. that's so good. Oh. <laughs> and um, and come burns up the nose. No way, really? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's like, have wow. you ever had it in your eye? Yeah, because it's, it's like alkaline. Skinny. I
1: don't know. That's yeah, why it so, stings, but. <laughs>
0: i don't know what ph your nose is wow bit like if you you know snort some chlorine in a pool or something kind of feels Mm -hmm. a bit like that really blows your sinuses out so there you go ladies and gentlemen don't (laughs) come
1: oh my god i love that what was the other one just out of curiosity i mean you don't have to that's
0: (laughs) well the other one doesn't even seem that important now Fair, I was at a I was at a festival a few years back and connected with this beautiful man, and we went we went back to his tent and then I completely destroyed his blow up mattress because I squirted all over it. I had to throw it out.
1: <laughs> oh, I love I love that both those stories involved fluids, love juices. <laughs> oh epic thank you so much those those are some of my you are favorite. so welcome two two for one look out I'm going to be expecting more from my guests from now on and they're going to be cursing you
0: <laughs> I should I should have been I should have um, listened to all the TMI signals from before and like toned it down a little but nah Oh no,
1: no, 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 no. I mean,
0: (laughs) no, no need to tone
1: it down. And there have been some rippers, so don't worry. That's probably not the most um, (laughs) fluid-filled. tmi that i've I had have tried harder. <laughs> no it was perfect it was perfectly on point and we got two <laughs> so i'm happy i'm happy yeah <laughs> couldn't be more happy and um and yeah i have had so much fun chatting about who knew we could talk for over an hour about yoni steaming there oh my go. god
0: i know right <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so fucking much, Laura. I can't wait to actually meet you in person one day. We've tried to tee it up a couple of times when I've been in Perth, but we are busy women.
0: We so are crazy, crazy. Maybe thank one day you so we much, has it.
1: been so
0: good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe one day we can, we can get together for a, a Yoni steam <laughs> and talk about TMI stories yeah my story is awesome (laughs) sounds (laughs) like all i talk about so i reckon everyone needs to go and follow i'll put laura's um links and everything in the show notes but definitely go follow her work get the books seriously um can we pre-order the birth book yet or not uh not yet okay i think that's
0: coming next week
1: Oh, that's right. Well, this will be released in like a few weeks, so maybe I'll in the meantime I'll get the link from you when it's ready, and yeah, cool. if it is ready by the time I launch the episode, I'll pop that in the um yeah, but I need to put my name down on that list um and yeah, just just a quick mention that I now have a Labia lounge Facebook group where. You know, you can join the community and ask questions. I might do some Q&A. I might put in some links to, um, special offers or freebies or discounts from guests that I have. So I'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. So, and, um, yeah, I'd love you to join the Facey group. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've got to say on this. Um, thank you so much, Laura. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, gorgeous. See ya. <laughs> and that's it, darling hearts. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freagraph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.